to consent. There we go. <laughs> Consented. Okay. One, two, three. Welcome. Welcome to Living with Jonathan and Katie. Uh, we have huge news this week, guys. If you can't tell, Jonathan has a new background. I um, got a new green screen. You did. Um, no, I moved. Um, so exciting. Yes, I moved half a mile away from my old apartment, so it's a big change. I don't know where I am. <laughs> new lifestyle, new grocery stores. Yes. No, literally, I moved back to the same neighborhood that I lived in for five years. Because remember, I lived over with Paige, then yeah. I lived with Leah, then I lived back over again with Simon and them. So this is literally the same neighborhood. So I'm back to Virgil. circle. Yeah. circle. But this is huge for the coven. The coven, in the last year, we've both gone from studio apartments to mansions. And I didn't think we'd go that quickly. It's true. I went from a, one, uh, a studio to a one bedroom. You went from a studio to a two bedroom. Are we allowed to say that? Two bedrooms. Yes, two bedrooms. We have a swing room. <laughs> I said it's the swinger room. <laughs> well, we could swing in there if we wanted to. But no, um, it's going to be the room that like we use for like my workouts, for, you know, uh doing conference calls and it's like you know just an extra bedroom you know very luxurious we also have an in-unit washer dryer and that's all i'm gonna say about my move and the reason is is because as soon as people hear in-unit washer dryer they hate me because they're jealous of my life you know they will actually come kidnap they will come rob you for sure which it's crazy because it's one thing so it washes and dries in the same Thing. That's very to me. That's very European, but it's actually yeah. not because Europeans don't usually use dryers, right? Like that's well, the, or yeah, now they do. That's true. In Spain, in Spain, when we were in Spain for two weeks, um, <laughs> they had this energy efficient dryer in our Spanish flat, which was owned by a Dominican woman, and um, we were staying in her apartment while she was like out of town or something, and um, they had this like energy efficient washer not dryer and it took i kid you not six hours to dry a single load of clothes i mean to wash a single load of clothes we would literally be able to like go to a museum go out to eat get lost in the park get into a fight and then come back and it's still going and then we had a little terraza which was like this like not a real balcony like it's like a fake it's like a fake like buca de beppo decor a little ledge well it's a real european building it's <laughs> so small that it was obviously only made so you could put your laundry out on the balcony to hang because yeah. like everyone else in madrid had all these like little red metal things that had all these like lines in it and then you basically just like hang your clothes out on the terrace and then in the morning we would wake up and then we would get the clothes and they were like hard as <laughs> they were just like shirts that were like in like weird positions <laughs> they were voguing <laughs> yes like and i think like i don't know maybe the europeans they use a fabric softener when they when they wash i don't know it's um, cream it's actually you're supposed to wash everything with heavy cream with heavy cream. <laughs> in europe um, but yeah but what about you i'm you, so well uh, i'm i'm just so excited for you truly like i I just, I know how hard it is, especially you, not only have, were you living in a studio, you, two of you were quarantining in a studio, which is like, I mean, so yeah. many people standing the test of these things, but, um, so I'm just so happy for you. And you have a mantle, which is so cute. I know. You have like arch ceiling. I mean, it's just, it's a dream. I want your mantle so you can do like really cool, um, like satanic, um, you know, shrines. Cause it's a black mantle too. 
It's, it is. And, and you know what I was thinking? I was like, oh my God, this living room. Cause when you see the living room in person, it's like, oh, this is perfect for like a coven meeting Yes, because the mantle is in the foreground. And I was like, oh my God, if I had my own coven, we would all sit around comfy chairs. Right. And I would always be distressed because I'd be trying to like protect the coven and no one living up to their, uh, their <laughs> to their powers. <laughs> yes. And I, I would be like, pretend this mug was like a, um, like a glass of like gin. I don't know. It's like a magical liquor. And um, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then I like set the gin down on the mantle. And then I'm like, I've got it. You know what I mean? Uh, so I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's good for blocking. It's you do. I also like, I, it's, I know you won't do this. I know you won't take my decor suggestions, but you have this beautiful black mantle in the middle of everything, and it just needs the severed head of Black Philip from the witch, the goat. <laughs> and then, like, the blood could drip down, and then the blood would say in, like, a beautiful cursive, like an Etsy kind of print cursive, that would be the live deliciously. Oh, yeah, the blood comes down, and it's just, yeah, but then it wouldn't show up, so maybe, maybe the blood turns into smoke, and then it's written in white? It could, in, bo in bones. I, yes, exactly. It's <laughs> as we know, like since I moved in, I'm obnoxiously like on decor channels all the time, and I've now stumbled into the um, the goth decor you YouTube world. So there's like multiple goth men or goth women who um, you know specialize in like goth decor, and so they do these like literally, it's like satanic DIYs and like. <laughs> And this one girl, and it, it is, I, the amazing thing is that they all live in, like, apartments that are, like, some of them are, like, cute in San Francisco, like, hardwood floor, little character, but some of them are just, like, straight up, like, a condo in Downey, you know? And um, <laughs> Shout out to all the poor witches in the Downey condo. Yeah. <laughs> City of industry, we see you, we hear you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but it is amazing because, you know, they're, they're goths, so they're, like, they can't stand, like, white walls or anything. So the transformations they've done to their places are, like, truly insane so this one woman is so funny she was giving a tour of her apartment but literally like floor to ceiling bookshelves every single thing she's painted is black even the ceiling wow. and it was hilarious because she was like all right i'm gonna show you i don't know she was australian for some reason and she was like gonna show you my room here and she was like unfortunately because of the camera and the black can't really see the room and so, <laughs> so it's literally she opens her room and it's just a black nothingness the cave we <laughs> call it outer darkness Yes. And what really blew my mind is not just because usually they're, they, you know, they love to paint everything black or like red lacquer is very, you know, they always have like a coffin coffee table that's like made out of red lacquer and like lots of skulls. But the, I was most impressed by her bathroom, which was like literally the little hand soaps were all skulls. And her like soap dispenser is like a baphomet that's like, no. <laughs> and her like everything so I was like wow you can even have a satanic bathroom if you want it was pretty pretty impressive and then everything's like oh, you would love if you had a friend that was that satanic it, it, it would be hilarious and she also like had so many like literally everything if she moved a book there would be like a like replica skull behind it like it was just non-stop it was laced doilies skulls and black and red but so I'm gonna send you some of those DIY videos because it is so funny and it's really hilarious to see people's comments because they're like Thank you so much. I, this is the content I need. And thank you so much for serving like the, the community, the coven. The satanic community. 
Um, so guys, you, yeah. you are about to get your, not your satanic on, but you're about to get your witch on. My witch of the woods. Yeah. I'm going up North to stay with my aunt. So my aunt has been quarantining alone this whole time and she lives deep in the redwoods. We've probably talked about it before yeah. um, in the redwoods of Sonoma. And um, so I got my COVID test. I'm negative and I'm going up North for um, maybe like a week and a half. I'm not sure. Um, we say you're neg. Yeah. I'm super soup snag. I'm, I'm nagging on prep. <laughs> and I'm ready to party and play. Um, but uh, <laughs> she's ready to do some meth in the forest. <laughs> but I'm very excited to um, go. There's not like much we can do, but I, there's not much we need to do because she lives just truly in the middle of a beautiful redwood forest. And the only, it's not a bummer thing, but the lot next to her, some like rich woman built it and or bought it and it has built a true like a gaston level hunting lodge that is just for airbnb but it's literally i'm not even kidding you it's like a two-story like lodge and full-on there's like there's um uh taxidermy everywhere like literally you like walk in and it's like a bear from like midsummer and the funny thing is that like on the airbnb because it's a lot of like um you know, it's like NorCal people who like maybe rent it, but of course a lot of them are like vegan or, you know, more conscientious. And so there's like this disclaimer on the like description that's like, we honor the history of naturalism and the animals. And that's why there's so much taxidermy here. And it's like, not because we want to kill animals, but because we want to celebrate them. And so like literally every single bedroom has some like creature that's just like behind the curtain or like, and it's all like 1800s, like the worst of colonialism, era taxidermy um but i would love to just have a dinner party there it's <laughs> truly crazy um that sounds frightening it it's um, truly is but she also is like she's so rich that everything she imported is like um a wall from spain and a like reclaimed you know wood from some like chapel on a hill in greece or like i don't know it's it, everything is like very expensive oh like a tub like a french parisian tub which yeah. You know what I don't love is in um, like the decor world, the rich like love to import precious things from like other parts of the world. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know. It seems just a little hodgepodge sometimes. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen those like architectural digest uh, where they're showing a home and they're like, this is actually a door from Sicily. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't this door look way better in Sicily? Like yes. around yes. where it's supposed to be? You know? Have you have you ever been to Hearst Castle? Yes, I have. It's so it's literally like he shopped at museums and was like, I'm gonna build, I'm just gonna have like a backyard that's like a temple from Greece. Yes, but whatever. what's amazing about Hearst Castle is the outside pool and the inside pool. I know. I honestly it is as much as like I'm like, oh I hate wealth. I'm like, God, I wanna be in those pools. Did you know that they um, God, I wanna be in those pools. <laughs> well, when I went on the tour the first time, the, the security or the tour guide was like and I know everybody here wants to swim in these pools. And if you do, he was like, and if you have $500, honey, you can swim in the pool. He's like, cause that's the fine. And I was like, it's like, Ooh, that's a good idea. But they just started, like, I think before quarantine, I had read that for some charity event, you could buy like, um, like a ticket or some, like, it was like an evening swim in the pool for like $2,000 a plate or something. Oh my God. And I was like, that is crazy. You better be able to have like a showgirls like sex. In the like a or like a full I would want the full actual like showgirls water ballet 
you know, situation. Oh no, I want the Kyle McLaughlin like coming in my pussy. <laughs> you know where she's like, do you remember that scene where she was like, like orgasming the pool and she was like, yes, yes, yes. flailing. Yeah, which was honestly only for the man's benefit because there's no way she, he was making her feel that good. That's always. You know what I'm saying? Like she was yes. doing that to turn him on and make him come, right? Yeah, There's no way that's how all sex on all TV is at all times. But <laughs> side note, lest we forget, Gaga filmed the guy music video at Hearst Castle in that pool. Really? The, the yeah. music video? For G-U-Y, guy. Oh. It's from Art Pop, and they are in that pool, in both pools. No and it's the way I would want to be in that pool because it's just her and then like in, like in the interior mosaic, beautiful Art Deco pool. It's her, and then it's just like a bunch of gay men in harnesses, like just walking around like her little gay military. People just slept on art pop. Also, what's going on with Chromatica? I feel like- no Oh, this is, this is honestly, it's Pride Month and we need to have an intervention with the community over Chromatica. <laughs> Did you listen to it? I didn't even listen I, to it. I'm so, I love her so, it's a person that I'm like, I love you so, I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship where I'm like, I love you so much. Why do you do this to me? Like when I love you so much, it is like, there's that song, I think it's called Babylon that is like full on just vote, like a shitty version of Vogue. Yeah. She has, and I, I, I want so hard to love her. The problem with Lady Gaga. Her, mu her music. I mean this, her new music. Yes. The problem with Lady Gaga is I think she means so well and yeah. she is an icon for a lot of like millennial aged and uh, like gay men and stuff like that but the problem is I feel like she's just too derivative like she just sounds like a lot of stuff that we've already heard in the past it just sounds a little passe a little bit and I know that I'm sounding passe because I said passe but that's just what it was and I also think that she's just now this may sound naive of me but she's just a little corporate like she's always like I'm not sure that music would be, meaning you have to put it in a Chase Bank or a car commercial for people to like really get it in their ears, but it's not like the music is like amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like she already, she already made, she already made the like electro pop synth dance album she yeah. wanted to make. And it was called um, Born This Way. Like she already did it. And now she's doing like a worse version of her old albums. And even the style just doesn't look good. I mean, I like Rain On Me, but even Rain On Me yeah, sounds same. a little like, it doesn't sound new. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the reason that I, I think is dangerous is there's a lot of talented people in the music industry right now who are much younger, repped by smaller labels, who are making really innovative new music. And it's kind yeah. of like, you, you really need to do that, you know? But I understand that she's very corporate. She's like a big label type person. Like she's like, they're probably like uh, focus grouping, like, oh, do you like this song? Do you like this song? What do you not? And then they probably just water it down. But I would think that she had more control of her career. I think she does. I think that, I mean, like everybody that she's surrounded by a lot of yes, a lot of yes queens. Yeah. Um, and also which and i what i love about her i love her enthusiasm about her own music i really do because it is very refreshing to see like a female who's like just so confident and so like my music like literally and her whole like tour for the, i've been listening i had listened to like interviews about this but she's just like this music is to heal the world and i'm like okay 
And I feel like I just in her like design and art meetings, she's just like, what about like pink dreadlocks? And they're like, yes, that is the, that's what the country needs right now. Like so much. I mean, I, I, I think she's actually honestly, I, okay, I'm just gonna say it. I don't feel, I think that she means well, and I think that she has a good heart, but I don't think that I personally feel connected to her like as a gay man, and I don't really feel connected to her like musically that much, and and I also don't understand why we care as much about her. I don't know, like there's something about it where it's like, she is just like an Italian American girl from like where, like New Jersey or New York or something. It's Manhattan, like Manhattan, yeah. Manhattan, and it's just like all right, like cool, but I don't understand wh- how she thinks that what she's putting out is culturally significant at this time. I don't understand that. Like she, she sometimes talks like she put out lemonade. You know what I'm right. saying? And even Beyonce didn't really talk yeah. about Lemonade. She just put it out and she didn't need to say that it was culturally significant. She didn't really need to sell it in that way because it the music spoke for itself, you know? Not saying Lemonade was Beyonce's best album. I think it was one of Beyonce's most important albums, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm kind of like, I feel like there's a disconnect between what she sees in her head and then what actually comes out where it's kind of like you think that you're doing this like let's heal the world thing but then what comes out is like corporate car commercial right songs, and it just doesn't make sense to me it's that's something that i i fear of about fame and it's why i just haven't <laughs> been famous so far um but it is like you just i'm like oh no you don't see yourself and it's funny because those people it's like when you're famous you either you like if you look at your twitter it's people who are like you are god yes i love you and then it's people who are like burn in hell whore so you don't have any sort of real, <laughs> and one of those is the thing I tweet all the time. Um, but uh, <laughs> but you have no like just normal sense of like who you are. I don't know. It's so it's so wild. But I also truly I think that level of fame must be like it's just crazy. And so, she and, was so young. She was like what twenty two or something when she got so famous. young. Yeah. yeah. So all that to say, my new album is coming out, and I think it will <laughs> heal the world. Um. Wait. So we need to talk about how all these men are just getting like called out and accused for and and statutory rape all the the comedian the comedy world is crumbling before our eyes as these men continue the thing is that people are like have you heard about this i'm like this is not none of this is shocking it's just like business as usual i told you there was like an ongoing joke that like um, if you were a girl, if you wanted to get into a show for free, just say Chris D'Elia said you were on the list. Like, just say that at the box office and they'll, like, send you backstage or whatever. Right. Um, it doesn't prove anything about if he did it. It just proves that he's, like, a hound dog in terms of, like, he could Yeah, for sure. For sure. And all these, I'm, like, I'm just, like, I have so little, um, and I, I do have, like, understand, like, I'm not, like, all men are fucking trash, but... It's just like, yeah, this is so just like obvious and so part of it. It has made me reflect on um, like when you are, especially when you're a girl that age, like 15 to 16, 17. And I know honestly, truly in the queer community, like I feel like a lot of people have stories of like their first sexual encounters being with somebody who is like older. Yours is. Yeah. Um, My first sexual encounter when I was 16 with a man was with a, was with an older man my age now. 
I can't even yeah. picture being attracted to someone who is 16 right now yeah. in any way, um, let alone seeking that out. So even though I definitely enjoyed the sex at the time when I was 16, um, I had sex with a 27-year-old grown man, junior ESPN executive. Okay. Hey, name, say name. No, I didn't know this part of it. Yes, and and then he, of course. Can I tell you something, like truthfully? What? I, I thought it was a. I don't know why I thought it was a tow truck driver. Was that something different? Oh no, I fucked a tow truck driver, but I was an adult. I already, we were already friends when I fucked him. Okay, because I always thought you like met a dude in a tow truck. I don't know why. It was a junior ESPN executive. Yes. You or, met him online. I don't know if they call him a junior executive, but you know. Sure. Uh, a lesser executive, the ones that yeah. are younger, right? But he was like 27 and not like 27, he was 27 oh and, and I was 16. And I'm just kind of like, I would never go over to a 16 year old parent's house right. and fuck him. I wouldn't seek out a 16 year old. I'm not attracted to that. I don't want that. I would never even go over into someone's parent's house, even if they were my age. If they were living with their parents, I cannot be, and this is someone who snuck people in. To yeah. House, like, but, but me as the as like now the on the other side of it, I just wouldn't feel comfortable. Like, so I can't even imagine. And I saw those messages that the girl posted with Crystalia. Did you see them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And nothing is overtly explicit, but it is coming down to this: you're in your thirties, she is seventeen. You like they they. You were, you were talking in that first message and that was already like, why are you talking to a 17 year old? But it, it ended and it was like, cool. You didn't really say anything. But then he hit her back up yeah. and was like, hey, now we all know what a guy wants when he like hits up a girl just randomly and is like, hey, and she- I'm in town, let's hang out. Exactly. And of course she's like 17 and she's like, um, just, just let, uh, just, I want to know why, you know, you suddenly randomly hit me up, you know? And it's like, well, girl, but she's young. She doesn't know. Um, or maybe she does. But now that she's an adult, she looks back at that going like, yikes, that is creepy. Because she, I'm guarantee you she probably feels the same way I do. Like, is she going to message some 17-year-old boy and be like, hey, what you doing? Like, it's... <laughs> There is a double standard with men and women and with gays and straights, right? Yeah, but yeah. it really, there really shouldn't be a double standard because it is equally as buffoonish and creepy yeah. to even be, even if um, Crystalia didn't actually commit statutory rape with her, I have no idea. Maybe he did with other women, maybe he didn't, yeah. um, other girls. But the fact that he was just like, uh, advancing upon engaging her. with them yeah it's like yeah. So. the thing about this is like I understand of course dudes are the like, dudes are dudes are dudes they're horny whatever but I'm like I and this is how I feel about honestly all like May December relationships with, like, with significant age gaps and I'll get dragged on Twitter and I don't care come for me it's so embarrassing for the older like I'm so it's not even about oh sexual illegal I go 
buffoonery, as you said, like you're, I would be so humiliated. And I know this because when I was younger, of course I was getting hit on by older guys all the time. And especially you you get at that age and you're like 15, 16, 17. And you're, and what do they say to you? They say, you're so mature. And you're like, Oh my God, I am so much. Like I got an A in my AP history class. And you're just like, you think it's like, they see the woman in you or something. And it's very flattering, you know? And I remember being like, I was like, had just turned 18, I think. And I had an older manager and he was like 27, 28. And he like invited me over and to his house and he had roommates. And it's that thing where like, I remember, so I went and his roommates were all older. Again, how old you are? I was 18. Okay. Um, and it was, I'm sure he'd ask me like, how old are you? Oh, and I would be like, I just turned 18 or whatever. Right. 18, 19, you know? And, um, and I went over to his house and he and his like roommates and maybe his roommates, girlfriends who were all age appropriate. Like they were all in their like late twenties, early thirties. And I went over and I remember one of the women, she would probably would have been in her early thirties, like looking at me, like what the fuck? And I, I remember in that moment, I wasn't, I didn't feel like ashamed from her. I felt like, oh, I see what she's, she's like, why the fuck is an 18 year old here? You know? And I actually didn't feel hurt by it. I realized like, oh yeah, like I would understand. And now in hindsight, I'm like, if I had a fucking friend who brought over an 18 year old to a party, I would be like, you're a fucking loser. Literally like one leave and two, like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. Like I would be so it's so embarrassing in hindsight. And I'm like, oh my God. And I thought like, he's cool. He sees like, you know, the music in me or whatever. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but it is, it is, that it is so true, Katie, because like an 18 year old, you're just so impressionable. I know you're technically an adult, but you're just so impressionable. That's why like, what was that dude who, and this is someone who is even a little bit older than 18, but there was this, these like two dumb gay white dudes, like what's that dude who wrote Milk? The the film Dustin. Oh, Lance. um, Adam, Adam, something. No, oh, no, Dustin. Like Dustin Black. Lance Bass or something. Black. It does look Black. Lance Bass. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he was like, he's he was in his early forties, literally, um, like I think forty one, forty two, and then he got married to Tom Daly, the diver who was 20 or 21 when they got married. And I'm like, I guess it's legal and that's fine. But you have to know as like this older man, people change a lot from the ages of 21 to their forties. Yeah. And I don't know, like I just would not be able to be like stimulated mentally with someone who was 20 years my junior in that time period. Like, obviously I get that it's different when someone is dating, like if someone is in their like seventies and they're dating someone who's in their fifties, that's very different because there's been right. a lot of life experience that's had. Yeah. But at that point, that age difference is just kind of like weird. Cause it's like, ew, so he's going to get married and you guys are going to like, he's not going to have, go out and have fun and be like young and see what he likes. And it's like, you're marrying a man who doesn't even really know who he is or who he, like what he likes sexually literally it's like you're just an older child i truly my true belief if if i had a katie dictatorship um no one is considered an adult let let me plug in sorry yeah my my computer is about to die okay okay go um in my world no one isn't truly an adult until they're 25 because that's when your brain stops growing right like that's scientific 
It's also why everybody from 20 to 25 makes the dumbest life choices and like is ridiculous. And like, I don't take anybody seriously under age 25. I also think that you should not, if you're in your twenties, you can only date people in your twenties because I've had, I mean, I've been in relationships that are like slightly older, but older and older enough that like the age difference was like, they're ready to start settling down and I'm still ready to like, you know, right. Pop off. And, um, it just, it doesn't work. And we've all seen those relationships where like somebody's 21 and somebody's 33. And it's like the 33 year old is like, why are you acting like a fucking dumb 21 year old? It's like, cause I'm a fucking dumb 21 year old, you know? It's true. And also we've had friends who were significantly older than let's say their wife when they got married. And it yeah. definitely wasn't statutory that everyone was an adult. We're not a yeah. of that, but meaning the relationship definitely changed in terms of what the parameters were at the beginning in terms of, let's say, being open or, or, you know, uh, being able to be polyamorous or whatever versus when the, the, when the woman got older and was like, Oh, I'm like, I don't like that anymore. That was fun when I was like 22, but I'm actually looking for something much more serious now. And it's like, that's a great example of how drastically people can change in just like a nine year tam- um, a time span, you know, in terms of what they want, you know? You change the most in your, from 20 to 29 is a totally different person. Yes. And it's a much more significant change than 30 to 39. That's why I truly believe like if you're 30 and dating like a 60 year old, like I think it's fucking lame, but like at least you're mentally more, you're kind of in adult zone, you know, but anything in your, like you're just, you're an idiot. And the thing is that people will like stand by those relationships. And then once you age out, you go, Oh, that was so embarrassing. Like we've all seen a girl who's like 21 and her boyfriend's 33 and he's like possessive, calls her a lot. Is like, why are you like, and it's like, yeah, he's a loser who's dating you because he's a fucking loser. Like, you know, it's so, um, it's just so, I, I always have a big problem with those types of relationships and whatever. I mean, sue me. Well, anyway. But- um the new thing about Jeff Ross was that there was something going on it just broke today I think yeah well that was more sexual and she was underage oh the thing that I do love though in all these is I I really love the girls who when Dalia was like messaging them was like hey let's make out who who write back dude I'm 16 like I love the girls who are like you loser like that makes me happy right because also I would feel like to a lot of 16-year-old girls, a man that age does actually seem more like their dad. It is closer in age to their dad, who's probably in their 40s, yeah, than to them, who is literally half their age. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just think that, um, especially with something like comedy and other performing art forms, a lot of straight men get into it for the pussy, for the chicks, to have this kind of power of their notoriety or their fame or whatever in order to get women. And I feel like that's fine if you're, if you want to fuck grown ass women, that's fine, you know? But if you're using that to exert that force over someone who's like younger, impressionable, it's illegal, they're a child, come on, like that is, that is totally an abuse of power, even if you're not a famous comedian. But especially if you are, because there is something about that fame that is very alluring to young women. Because of course, you want attention, and that's the thing too is that people. I'm like the statutory rape thing. It's not. It's not necessarily a physical like you're older. That's a child, you know. Because of course, there's 18 year old women that are like full mature like women. But 
the point being that it is a emotional manipulation and power dynamic. That's where people can get like manipulated and that's why it's like not fucking cool. And I, um, yeah, also like, I remember being in high school and like, I feel like every high school had a girl who was dating a dude who'd already graduated or was like significantly older. And like, I remember in my high school, my volleyball team, there's like one of those girls. And it was a thing where like, it was like, oh, is he going to come to prom? And it was like, yeah, I think he's going to come home from like wherever, late college or whatever. But like this dude's 23 going to a fucking high school prom. Like, yeah. are you not humiliated? Like so freaking embarrassing. You know what I was doing at age 23? <laughs> I was at your 30th birthday. <laughs> yeah, you date, you, you socialize up and I like that. <laughs> oh, I have always socialized up. Well, I was a baby when I started comedy. So everyone was like, it was like in their mid to late 20s. So but do you remember when I first met you and I told you, you're like so mature? <laughs> no, that was that was probably because um, you were probably embarrassed to be talking to me. <laughs> you were like, like talking to Indy, my little sister. My little sister. Well, I actually did have a rule. I am very, I'm very age sensitive. And um, I did have a rule for a long time that I was like, I, for a long time, I was like, I don't have any friends younger than me. Again, I'm not a loser. But now I have like, but comedy puts you in such an interesting, like, in touch with such interesting, like, you know, swaths of people that I actually do have close up. You, Rachel's younger than me. You're younger than me. But um, for a long time, I was very like, no, I don't, I don't friend down. <laughs> and, um, and I also date older, pretty much. Yeah. My first boyfriend was a year older, but then, yeah, but then since then, it's always been like four, five, six, seven, eight years older. But those are, re those are reasonable, like, yeah. expanses, you know, if you were, like, 20, also, that's the thing, too, I would be so embarrassed, Jonathan, if you came over, and you had, like, full-on, like, a 50-year-old boyfriend, and we're, like, at dinner, like, I would literally be, like, why is your dad here? Like, it's so, I would not want to talk to <laughs> I'm savage. There are some very sexy uh, men who are, sure. and I fucked them, but here's the thing, we kind of both knew that this could never go beyond like what this was. Yeah. There was literally a 30, 30 year gap between us. That means that when he was 30, I was just being pushed out of my Mexican mom's vagina. I was like this, coming out. So that's crazy. There's just such generational differences. And then we're at such different points in life. like. I'm not, look, if people can handle that, that's cool. I'm yeah. just saying I couldn't handle that because there's more to the relationship than just sex or being attracted to each other. You, you have to like the similar, I, honestly, Chris and I talk about it so much. I, we're actually only a year, a year apart, I think. And um, we both talked about how grateful we are because we have the exact same cultural references and like era of anything. And I'm like, can you imagine like, you know, if I'm like, oh, you know, in sync, and then they're like, oh, I don't know, I'm more of like a One Direction, whatever. I'd be like, ugh, like, right. how do you even talk about the world or like anything? But I feel like, I guess, oftentimes, not oftentimes those relationships, but people do, and it's like, whatever, fuck behind closed doors, that's cool, but do not bring him to my my birthday party, okay? <laughs> I don't want to have to awkwardly be like, oh, so do you have a son, Jonathan's age? Oh, okay, I told this story on the podcast before, but of the old man who tried to when I he like bought me drinks and then he he had a dead wife and I kept like trying oh, to bring it back to his dead wife so that he wouldn't keep hitting on me but he was like oh he was like you know you're such like a kick in the pants and he's like you're the same age as my son and then I like asked him I was like oh is your son single because like I don't why would I want to date you you know 
but he could not for the life of him like like I was just like you're on I didn't feel bad making him pay for all my drinks because I was like you're so dumb you literally think that you're gonna like seduce me right now How you're not even we're not even on your yacht you know like 67 oh yeah so he, he was elderly 30, he's no he's literally a senior like in the u.s that's considered a senior yeah so that is literally at the time that that happened what is that 32 years older than you like that's oh yeah and at that time i think i was 29 at that time like yeah. so embarrassing also imagine having a Okay, and I'm going to say it right now because a lot of these people in these relationships probably can't say it, but like, imagine having a boyfriend who's very susceptible to COVID right now because he's so old. Right. And you're like, sorry, we can't, we can't go anywhere because you know, George. Right. Now, you know what I do have to say, and I'm calling them out. My dad is 14 years older than my mom. But, but they met when she was like in her 30s, right? Or something, right? Uh-oh. this? So let me respect my dad a little bit more, okay? They met when my mom was 19 years old, okay? okay. And, um, and then my dad was 14 years older. So what is that, um, 33? He would have been yeah. 33. Um, he was her boss, right? Where? Or I mean, you don't have to say actually. It, oh, it was at his like law office that he had in the late 70s or something, but it wasn't his practice. He just was like, at the law office per bonds. Like he over, he supervised several people. Um, but my dad always said, oh, I always thought she was like very beautiful, but I never did anything because she was like a child and she was 19. So mm -hmm. there, and my mom said the same thing. There was never, when they were working together at that time in the late seventies, when my mom was 19, there was never an exchange, an advance, they never asked her out. It was always strictly professional, like always. And they were also both married. Okay. Um, but they were both in really bad marriages that were falling apart. So it's like if something had happened, it would be a little bit more understandable because like my mom's ex like threatened to kill her. So it's yeah. like if you if you go with another guy during that time, I'm not gonna do it. But anyways, um, but nothing ever happened. So they ended up meeting years later. Um when my mom was in her late 20s, like 28 or 29, because a friend of a friend, they like ran into that friend. And then they both were invited to like a group dinner with just a bunch of these friends. And then of course, now they recognized each other. And my dad was like, oh, and she looked even better. And she looked more like a woman now. That's yeah. honestly, that's what I respect your dad for the most. Yeah. And so then at that point, um, that's when, and my mom also responded, it was like a mutual attraction. Yeah. That is around the time when they started dating when she was in her late twenties and then they didn't get married until she was 33. See, I respect, see, that makes a lot more sense. Like all of that, I, I, nothing, I respect a lot more. Nothing happened in the late seventies and they didn't even see each other for like another almost 10 years. And yeah. then they ran into each other again and then they started dating. But at that time, the age was much more appropriate. Yeah, that seems a lot more appropriate. To be honest, I actually can't believe I have never, because I don't have the best emotional boundaries, especially when it comes to men and daddies. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I like, sometimes I can't believe I like was not involved with some like professor affair. 
Like I, I sometimes really, I'm like, wow, like I, I would have been so easily like manipulated. Um, but I don't know. I fucked a Cal State, I mean, not a Cal State, a Caltech professor in his office at Caltech. That, so, are you, did you go to space with him? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> he had something against his, like, office partner, because he wanted to fuck with him at his office partner's, like, side of the office. Oh, I like him. But also what's creepy is, like, the dude was in his 40s and I was in my early 20s. So there was like a 20 year difference, which is fine in terms of like hooking up, I think. But you could tell because he was a professor, he was trying to like live some fantasy of like fucking some students that he thought were hot. Yeah. Caltech doesn't have any hot students because they're all nerds. But either way. Okay, I'm, this is the clip I'm promoing this episode. <laughs> but either way, we fucked in his office and all I have to say is it wasn't that good. The dick was not that good. It wasn't he, was that a prof- good. he was a nerdy professor. He wasn't even that nerdy. It just wasn't that good. I have to say. Um, so, whatever. I mean, really, it just, I think we've, I think we solved it. Just don't do it. <laughs> so, okay, if you're a man, stop uh, texting 15-year-olds. Stop. Yes. So, just totally, you loser. Yeah, stop being a loser. Um, be a little bit less of a loser, and if you're in your 40s, Spring for the 21-year-old. Yes, is it still loserish? Yes, but it's not. But spring not like, for it. You got the money. You have the divorce settlement. <laughs> you're not like texting someone who's literally in their mom's house. <laughs> okay, now here's the last thing I'll say because we're actually hitting, almost hitting the time. Okay, how we feel about m- older women with much younger men. Because I am, to- I'm like more disgusted by it than anything. It's like literally like my son's, friend you know dustin like that cannot be realistic i mean what if dustin's got a cock (laughs) but literally to be like a realistic be like oh yeah i'm 40 he's 21 tale is old as time i think there is a double standard where we like look at men and like at least the patriarchy looks at men and is like yeah you got a 21 year old yeah you know and then like you look at like kathy who also is a 21 year old and you're like Kathy and Dustin but it's sad woman with a sad vagina you know like why is that the double standard but here's the actual truth it's somewhere in the middle they're both losers yeah the woman and the man are both losers she should not be looked at worse than the man true and the man should not be looked at better than her yeah now I do have to say it's fine if you're an older woman and you're dating a man that's an appropriate age younger than you like I do think that if you're a woman who's like in her 40s and you're dating a man who's 35. I don't think that's a big problem. No, that's like, I, I would say within a 10 year difference is what I'm comfortable with. Well, there are also, let's talk about these women. And I know they're very beautiful, attractive women. But like, for instance, um, who was the movie star? I think it was Sandra Bullock. She was like 45 and she was dating like a 22 year old Ryan Gosling. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. They had like a whole like relationship and stuff. And it's like, I get, you, you both are beautiful. You both have yeah. talent. You're both movie stars and stuff. And I get, but it's kind of just like, Sandra, she has to be so stupid. Come on. Like, you, you're so much smarter than that, hopefully. Like, you couldn't have dated a man who was, like, in his 30s that actually had, like, some experience. He's 22. He doesn't know anything. Like, come on. 
It's so like literally I just imagine if I was dating a 21 year old they're just like in their boxers all the time I feel like they're just like getting food out of my fridge and just keep walking back and forth with like a snack in their hand they would just be like hey babe where's the yogurts like I'd be like Dustin you know where they are they're in your snack drawer (laughs) (laughs) and on that note I think we have to wrap it up